Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Angel Speaker's Lightmasters series on Blog Talk Radio. Your host is Terry Miller, who is a lightmaster an author, psychic, medium, energy healer, and happiness coach. These series of shows will delve deeply into spirituality and help illuminate some of the answers to questions you may have concerning the ascension process, as well as the energy shifts we are all undergoing. Please visit Terry's website, angelspeakers.com and terry-miller.com, where you can find out more about her services, such as the wonderful energy healing method called Time Heals, the process of letting go called Release, as well as her coaching and educational workshops. The information discussed on Angel Speakers is intended for general information and entertainment purposes only. It is not designed to provide listeners with specific personal, medical, financial, legal, counseling, professional service, or any advice. The programs are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Individuals with health problems should always consult their health care provider for professional medical advice, medications, or treatment. The views expressed by show hosts or their guests are their own and should not be construed in any way as advice from angel speakers. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to angel speakers or the show hosts whose words and or opinions appear from or on this broadcast. If you have called in and want to participate by being on the air with our hosts, Press 1 on your phone. We encourage participation from the chat room as well. Now, here is your host and founder of Angel Speakers, Terry Miller. Hello, hello everybody and welcome to the show tonight. I am so excited about this show. There's just something about it that I think needs to get out over the air. And so I've been looking forward to it ever since we set it up as part of the Lightmaster series, and Lisa Jo Davis will be joining me in the studio, and she most definitely is a light master. you know, those that uh, share their light out in just a magnificent way, and Lisa is constantly learning and growing in her spirituality, and I just can't wait to bring her on and have a wonderful discussion with her. But first, I want to share with you what's going on with uh, the show Tomorrow night at 8.30, Jason Watts will be with me in the studio, and he will be talking about the Violet Flame. And Jason is very, very knowledgeable about the Violet Flame. So I hope that you will join us for that and receive a blessing from what he has to share. Next week, on Wednesday night, I have Lisa McCoy back in the studio, and we will be talking about the process of dying as a human, and also the process of grief that we all go through as we lose someone who has left their physical body. So Lisa joins me at 9 o'clock next Wednesday, and then next Thursday at 9 a.m., and this is very different for me because I'm so used to doing the evening shows, 
But at 9 a.m. next Thursday, Ken Roshan will be with me. And Ken is the founder of the Umbrella Syndicate. He is going to have so much information to share with us. And he's a big, big advocate of gratitude and how much it helps us in our lives. So come join with me at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. I know it's a little early for you West Coasters, but you can catch the replay if you can't get up that early to listen to Ken. It'll be an amazing show. And then on Friday next week, Maggie Linton will be with me at 9 o'clock in the studio, and Maggie is just amazing. We're just going to sit and talk. We don't really have a topic. We are just going to get on the air, and whatever spirit leads us to come out with, that's what will come out. So I hope you'll join us for some of those shows, and I hope they will all be a blessing for you. Now, right now, I want to bring on Lisa Jo Davis. Lisa Jo is an advocate for spiritual growth and education. She's a spiritual intuitive who has the ability to help you find clarity and connect you with your purpose as an archangel messenger. Her gift of discernment and communication began to set in after a near-death experience brought her attention to the other side where the angels appeared to let her know she would survive and help others along their path. As an intuitive energy healer, she is certified as a Time Heals Master Trainer. Time stands for Field-Centric Interactive Magnetic Energy. It is interactive, and she allows her body to be a vessel transferring divine healing energy to you and balancing your chakras, including the energy in and around your aura. Lisa Jo helps you feel a deep connection to your true self, healing your heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit, also helping you hear messages on your own, clearer for yourself, so that you may know your truth and live the promised life ordained before your arrival. So welcome to the show tonight, Lisa Jo. I'm so happy to have you here. Hi, Terry. I'm so happy to be here. Um, it's a beautiful day here, and um, I'm just really excited about tonight. We haven't really been on um, the radio for a while, so it's together. And so I'm very excited about the topic tonight and getting to talk to you and yes, having um, a wonderful conversation we're going to have. Yes, we will. Lisa and I have become very close, and I just I just love you, Lisa Jennifer. I love your energy, and I love all that you do, and uh, I know that it's just going to be a wonderful time of sharing for us tonight. And as I had said in the PR, we're going to talk about near-death experiences. And if there are any of you that have questions or you want to share with us that, yeah, that's happened to me or something similar has happened to me, then make sure you raise your hand and come on the air with us and ask your questions or share your comments. We'd love to hear that. But first of all, Lisa Joe, I know you have a wonderful story about what happened with you, and I would love to hear that. Well, actually it's going to be almost three years in August, it will be three years, and um, what happened to me 
was I had internal bleeding. Uh, it's called spontaneous um, internal bleeding. And it they really don't know why it happened. And even today, we still don't really know medically why this happened. But um, I was taken by ambulance from my home into um, the nearest hospital because my blood pressure dropped extremely low and they weren't able to insert any type of um, IVs. And I, when they got me to the first hospital, um, they, you know, they were doing everything, asking me all kinds of questions with what was wrong. And I just knew that I wasn't going to die this way. I was scared, but I just had this comforting feeling knowing, well, this is not how I'm going to die. But my mind kept shifting with the the pain that I had with this internal bleeding. Um, it, it was so severe. It was worse than childbirth, I believe. And it, it was just so painful, and my mind just kept shifting um, about this pain, and they couldn't really address anything until they, you know, had some questions, basic questions that were answered from me, and they were still trying to get the IV in, and at this point, they had, you know, given up on my, my legs and my arms, and they were headed up to my chest, and I had, I was really scared, and I, you know, and I called upon, um, you know, Jesus and God to help me, and I had asked Archangel Raphael to please help the needle go in. And as soon as I said that, the needle just slid right in, and they were able to um, do the IVs within, you know, the upper part of my chest. And I was, you know, still very scared at this point, and I was going in and out of consciousness, and I... You know, I could hear the nurses talking um, about, you know, the possibility of me passing away. And all I could think about is I wanted a piece of ice because I couldn't hardly talk. Um, my throat was all dry. And I, when I kind of slipped out of, you know, this consciousness of going in and out, I, I do recall asking, um, you know, asking for help from Jesus and God, and I was told him I was scared, although I knew that this isn't how I was dying, but I was very scared. And I heard in a male's voice that everything was going to be okay, that um, that this is not how I was going to, and that everything was just going to be okay. And so I felt this very warm feeling go over my whole body, and I, it was like goosebumps went through me, um, but I was very warm. And I had this, I felt like I was surrounded by this huge comfort um, blanket. And, you know, I just, I, at that point, I, I relaxed a little bit. And they were able to, you know, get some more information from me. And they were able to, you know, monitor me a little bit better, being able to get the medication within me. And I had been transferred to three different hospitals in five days. And, you know, when I look back at the experience of that day, um, I I know I'm probably leaving out a lot, but I think the main message that I received during that time was um, that they're there with us. The angels are with us all of the time. Mm -hmm. Jesus is with us. God is with us all of the time. And all, all they're doing is waiting for us to, you know, they're there to help us, but 
when we get in these kind of situations and sometimes you don't know who to call for, just even saying, I need that angel that's going to help these doctors and nurses help me, that angel is going to come. And And that would be actually Archangel Raphael. If you were scared and you wanted protection, Archangel Michael would come. And and they never, never leave us. And I, you know, when I woke up with this pain that morning, I could barely even walk. And my husband had was working graveyard, and so I had to go wake him up to, you know, take me to, you know, call the, the ambulance to, to get me. And I just, I'm just so overwhelmed with emotions. I can hardly even talk about this because it does bring it back to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the ex- yes, it is very emotional. But all, all I know is I felt a lot of comfort. I knew that um, there was more things that I needed to do. Um, it wasn't my time to go. And I, it changed my life. I mean, I, I just did like a 360. When I left the hospital, I couldn't even walk. They had, you know, I basically went around the house in my computer chair with my feet. Um, didn't want my family to buy a wheelchair, and but, you know, and I had to have help uh, getting dressed, bathing, um, getting in and out of bed. Um, you know, getting dressed and the whole nine yards. And when when you're laying in bed or you're laying on the couch and, you know, every time you move it just the whole body, my whole body hurt because where the bleeding happened, it was between the stomach and the back and they weren't able to go in and do any kind of exploratory surgery because it would actually make it worse. So my body had to absorb um, three three pints of blood Mm-hmm. And the bleeding had to stop on its own, and it, it completely stopped, I think, about three months after the incident. I had to go in and get several check checkups. And between that time, I just had this one-sided conversation with God, and I said, well, you know, you, I didn't die. Obviously, I'm here for a reason. How may I serve you, and what can I do? And... It was from that moment on that things really started changing my outlook. I knew that I didn't want to, I couldn't live my life the way that I was living in the state at that time. I could, you know, I was having a lot of difficulties walking and I, it was easy to give up, but I just had that inner urging and a great family that, that helped me along the way and I would ask the angels to send energy at different parts of my body to help heal me um, during that uh, over a f- course of a few months you know I started seeing lights um, like orbs kind of like around in my room mm-hmm. and I would just ask for certain energies to wherever I was hurting that day I just asked them to please send you know healing in that area and Through the course of a year, I I gradually went, you know, um, from that chair that I pushed around the office chair to um, a walker and to a cane, and then I was shuffling. (laughs) I'm walking, but I was shuffling around. Right. And, um, you know, it was a big big deal to go up one, you know, go from the curb down to the road or from the road up to the curb. That was a big 
um, big step for me. And last year, um, or the year before last, I wanted to celebrate my healing, and I wanted to go to this wonderful falls that's in Northern California called Bernie Falls. And I was only able to look at it from a distance, and I made my husband a promise that day and myself that the next year I came back, I was going to make it to the bottom and that was last year, and I actually made it to the bottom of this very steep incline. It's about a third of a mile, but it's very steep. And it's easy to make yourself go down, but coming back up, it's a little bit of a struggle. Yeah. And I was very proud of myself because I was able to go all the way down um, without any help and actually come all the way up without any help. I did stop a few times, and this year I planned to go down and hopefully go over the rocks and put my feet actually in the water. But it's been a wonderful experience um, getting to know the angels a little more and opening myself up to things that um, I kind of put on the back burner, if that makes any Mm -hmm. sense. And, you know, things that you... Yeah, things that you thought were important weren't so important. And I just... um, you know, just I, I my my life has never been the same. I just have a different outlook. I had a good outlook anyway, but I have even a better um, outlook now. So, yes, and that's my story. Yeah, and I, I I so love your story, Lisa Jo, and I love when you said in there that you had that conversation with God. And, you know, you asked, well, you didn't let me die, so what do you want me to do? <laughs> and what can, you know, how can I serve you? And to me, that is just so amazing. And it just speaks of your character and of your, your strong belief and your strong faith. And I love that. I absolutely love that it happened that way. And, you know, I've had um, a couple of near-death experiences in my lifetime, but recently I had one in February that most people are aware of where I took a really hard tumble and cracked my head open. And as I was laying there, you know, I lay there bleeding profusely. I had a four-inch gash on the back of my head, and it just was at that point that I had to decide if I was going to go ahead and just let that be it or if, um, you know, if I wanted to continue. And it was a a real conversation that I had with my spirit guides, with the angels, and with my creator. And I had that conversation. And and at that point, I said, no, I'm not ready to go. I have so much to do. And I knew what my path was this lifetime. I was at that point where I I knew the things that I had came here to accomplish. And there were still things on my agenda, you know, that I knew that I was here for. And But it was at that point where that was an exit point is what it's called. This is what I've come to understand. Yes. That we have these exit points and we can say, no, I really don't want to go right now. <laughs> you know, I think I'll, I think I'll hang around for a little while and finish what I came here to finish. But yes. it's it's that strong faith in the Creator, in the 
the oneness of everything that when we come to that point, then we're able to say, like you did, Lisa Joe, okay, now what do you want me to do? Because it was after that experience that I did pretty much that same thing. I'm like, you know, I've got all this stuff that I'm doing, but what is priority? That was where I yes. went after my near-death experience. <laughs> What's the priority? Well, I do believe that sometimes, and, and I do agree with the exit point, um, because we I'm not sure how many we're given, but I do know that we're given um, different exit points. And just, just I just kind of wanted to say this. I have a, an astrolog- um a person who's, that I know that does astrology, but all different types of astrology. And I had asked her to um, look at this particular date that happened to me and around the time that I um, all this happened to me, and I wanted to know whether there was an exit point during that time, if she could actually see that within the astrology. And, and there's a longer name for it. And um, I don't mean to not know it all. I just don't know that much. But she did confer that that confirm that that was one of my exit points. And so mm-hmm. it made me feel a little bit not better, but more because that had always been my thought. And I do think that there's times when we're so busy with life, um, and we may have many things going on in our life, and we need to slow down enough to see what we really need to do and sometimes it's this kind of drastic things that happen to us that makes us stop and say hey you know i really need to reevaluate what's going on here mhm yeah absolutely you know when mine happened it was at a point where i my calendar was full every day i didn't have any time for me you know to really um to work on my my own meditation practices, my own things that I you know needed to do. It was so full of like radio shows and workshops and everything that um, that were important, but I didn't set my priorities. I didn't have my priorities right. So that was my first question. Once I I didn't die. Once I lived, because what happened was. Um, yeah, when I made that decision, that choice to, to stay, the angels helped me up on my feet because I couldn't do that on my own. So they brought me upright to a standing position, and so I was able to get a towel and, you know, get myself to the emergency room and get stapled back together. <laughs> they put Humpty Dumpty back together. <laughs> and um, so it was after that that I just sat and had that conversation with God, kind of like what you did, and said, okay, you know, what do you want me to do? Because, you know, I've been doing all of this stuff, and now I see that you're, you wanted my attention in a big way, and you've got it now. So, you know, what do you want? <laughs> Basically, what do you want me to do? And, you know, it was a huge mes- message for me to slow down and prioritize. And I think, you know, we don't all have to get to the point of cracking our head open for God to get our attention, we just need to right. look at what are we doing? What are we doing? Where mm-hmm. are our priorities? You know, what's going on in our lives? But when we have these um, these near-death experiences and we really stop, 
we, we just stop in our tracks and say, okay, you know, little old me, what do you want from me? And I, I just love that similarity that we both did that after our near-death experience. And we both came from different backgrounds. Well, you know, not background, background, but like you were already in the um, healing field and a teacher and things like that, where I wasn't like that at all. I mean, I was spiritual and, you know, I was baptized when I was younger, but I didn't go to church regularly, but I did pray all the time. And um, so for me, I mean, even if you have a near-death experience, you know, it doesn't always turn someone into um, someone who who heals or helps people along their path. Um, like you said, you don't have to have any of that to happen to you to, you know, heal yourself or, you know, just even heal people by just your thoughts and your silent prayers for them. It, it doesn't mean you have to stand outside and start walking this path and hold everybody a sign up. Um, mm-hmm. I guess we're all on our different paths. And, you know, for me it changed like a whole big difference. It was just a really big change. So, um, yeah, I don't know why I had to throw that in there, but I guess I did. Well, I'm glad you did. And, and yeah, you're right. There are many people that have these near-death experiences, even to the point of um, leaving their human body and, you know, then deciding to come back into it. And some of them, you know, just go on with their life after that. And they're like, what was that? You know? (laughs) But for most people that have these experiences, it does change them in a drastic way. I really believe that. I know it changed you. You were like, uh, you know, you, you were like, why? <laughs> what am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were yeah. so worried about you, and you just, you healed so fast. And I know even the doctors were amazed at how fast of a recovery that you did, um, you know, and and you had a lot of people praying for you, and um, it, that, that also helped. It, it's um, I'm so glad that you're around. You know, you're one of my dear friends, and um, you've helped me a lot along my path. And I don't know what I would do without you. So when you when you do cross over, you better come Aww. and see me. But not to, I'm not in a hurry <laughs> for for you to go. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, there were so many miracles connected with my experience that I just had. Well, I've had several, and every time that I've had that near-death experience, I've felt the presence of angels, but there's always been some miracle connected to th- that experience. Um, like my very first well, it wasn't the first one. It was like the second near-death experience I had was when I had my kidney failure. And mm-hmm. I was six months pregnant, and I didn't know that I was in kidney failure. I just thought I wasn't feeling well because I was pregnant. And, you know, then um, something happened. Oh, my doctor, I went to see my doctor for a checkup, and he thought I was going to have twins because I had just really blown up to where I looked like I was ready to deliver the baby and I was only six months pregnant. So he put me in for some tests to see if I was going to have twins 
And I was in advanced kidney failure at that point. And if I had not gone in for those tests, I would have died and so would the baby have died. So I really feel like I was led to that doctor's appointment that day so that um, that could be caught and, you know, I went immediately on to dialysis. So there was, you know, that miracle, because I, I really know it was a miracle. And, yes, um, yes. Yeah, the timing, everything. You know, it, it, it's like I would not have just said, I'm I'm really sick right now, let me find out what's going on, because the pregnancy was my main concern, and that's, you know, a first-time mom, so I thought that's what it was. Uh, and then with this one, with the one in February, like I said, I, I can't get up off the floor on my own without pulling up or pushing up or somehow having help. And there was nothing, nothing at all where I could do that. And there was no one, because I lived by myself, there was no one to help me. And the fact that as soon as I said, no, I'm going to stay, I, I really want to finish out my, my path, I want to finish the things I came here to do, that's when I was on my feet immediately, immediately. And I have no memory of raising up anyway on my feet. I was just there. I was upright and able to get the help that I needed. And uh, the fact that my head split open, if it had not split open, my brain would have started swelling and I would have um, just died from all of that pressure of, of the, the brain swelling and all the water and everything in the, in the head. So, so many miracles, you know, even getting to the emergency room and I was the only person there the only person in the emergency room. So it was like the angels just kind of cleared the way, you know, for me to go and be taken care of immediately. And, um, yeah, there's just been miracles with each thing that happened. You know, every time that I came to that, that door of living or dying, that's, they've been there. Yeah, they've been there, and they brought me to the place I needed to be to get the help that I needed to get. So I, that, I really believe that that's what happens, you know, when we are, when we call on them or when we uh, we need to have their help, they're there. They're right there yes. for us. Yes. Sometimes pushing us, <laughs> you know, to, you know, sometimes yeah. when we have our closed off, you know, because we might be thinking of other things and we really need to go and do something that's good for our health, like for you going into the the doctor. Um, They kept prodding you to go by, you know, probably sending you those messages that you really need to go in. And then you have that, you know, that urging inside. And if you're not connected with it, um, it's just it just sounds like a usually a recording that's just playing over and over like you know maybe I should go in maybe I should go in and mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you listened um, to that that calling inside of you to have yourself yes, checked me out too. me too most definitely well we have a caller with your hand raised. So why don't oh. we go see if there's a question for us. And we're going to area code 916. Hello. Hello. 
Well, I don't really have a question. I just wanted to call. I just wanted to get on and say thank you. This is Kim. I'm in Sacramento, California. Hi, Kim. Hi, Kim. Hi. You know me. I have to call every show that you 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 host. So. <laughs> I love you. I, I, your stories. Your stories were amazing, and I'm sorry you had to go through that. And gosh. Um, I just want to say thank you for always um, being on here for all of us. I have to say that because all of us are going through so much. And when you come on and give the knowledge that you do and share your stories, it's inspirational and it touches touches my heart. So I'm positive that it touches all of us. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome, Beautiful, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead, Lisa Jo. I, I was just going to say, I, I agree. She's, uh, Terry's very inspirational, and she she has on her plate, and she always finds time to um, make you feel really special about yourself, like you're the only one in, in the room. So I'm very grateful exactly. to have Terry here as well, you know, spreading her um, knowledge and, you know, assisting other people to, you know, help own tr- help boost us up because that's what she is to me. I I I didn't almost die, but I felt like I wanted to die inside. And I'm a very bubbly person, and I was very somewhat closed off when I met Terry. So I've opened up a lot and I have to thank her for that and thank all the people she's put in my life. I'm very blessed and I have to tell that to her every day. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. But I I don't have a question. I just wanted to I just wanted to say something, that's all. Well thank you for calling. Oh you're so welcome. Thank you, honey. I'm going to put you back on hold. God bless you, Kim. Thank you. And I have to say that I've I've seen a lot of growth in Kim since uh, we first started interacting, and I'm just so happy to see that. That just it does it warms my heart because, you know, I I do a lot as far as the the radio shows and the lives and the the information that I put out in the group. So when somebody gives me that confirmation that it really did help them and I can see the growth, then, you know, that's just, I I feel like a mommy. (laughs) It's like I'm I'm the mommy hen and I see all this this growth happening and I love that. I love that. And it's, it's not an ego thing. It's a spirit thing because, we are all connected through spirit. We are all part of the oneness. And, you know, that's how we were able to shine our light, where it needs to be shown into the darkness. And I think, uh, Lisa Jo, that's, that's what it's, what's happening with more and more of us. Don't you agree as the light masters? I, I do. Uh, I do believe that um, as people who work as well, we're light workers, and we, you know, try to spread the light and help other people find their, their own truth and their path so they can um, go along there. And when you do hear um, 
stories like this or, you know, their compliments. Um, it It is kind of hard, and I know you feel the same way, not to let your ego get in the way because you're – because of what we've been through, the near-death experience and stuff, I mean, it's very humbling um, to where when I'm someone says the same thing to me, I, I'm almost embarrassed, you know, and I, it, it's very hard for me to take that as a compliment and everything because I, I feel like, you know, while I'm doing this for God, you know, and I, you know, I'm very humbled that you would say thank you to me, but this is kind of like, my glory to him, you know, to pass whatever it is that he wants me to do while I'm here. And, um, you know, touching as many people as we can and allowing them um, to have a lot of different opportunities to meet different teachers and um, to have that experience either through this radio show to get to know other people and, you know, maybe something that they say will correspond with what's happening in another person's life and that might be the conversation that they really need to hear that day they may need to hear that they're loved and appreciated and that they are special and it's not just because i'm saying so it's because it is so each of us are very special people um and we all have a spark of god within us and you know how can you not be special when you have a spark of god in you that's right. There's something very special about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and and realizing it, you know, and getting in touch with it. There's there's so many ways that we can get in touch with that. And the way that I found that, that works for me the best is meditation. And yes. I've been I've been meditating oh my gosh, over thirty years probably about 35 years now, I've been meditating. And my first introduction to meditation was through Yogananda and learning about him, reading his book, um, The Autobiography of a Yogi. And I started going to meditation groups. And I actually went into a um, an ashram up in Massachusetts and did a meditation. And the Dalai Lama was, was uh, being streamed in live and this was 30 years ago so that was amazing to have that happen that they had a live stream or a a connection where he was uh, being able to to talk to us in that ashram as we were doing the meditation and it it was just amazing just an amazing experience to be there and to do that but that's one thing that's been always been big in my life is talking with the angels, and that's what meditation is. You're talking and listening at the same time when you're meditating. It's communicating with spirit is what it is. So that's always been huge for me, and I've always, ever since I can remember anything, I've always talked to spirit, whether it was an angel, a spirit guide, just talking to God. I've always had that communication how about you, Lisa Jo? Have you always known that there were angels around you or spirit guides around no. you? Actually, no. Um, no. I just remember, you know, you were talking about this, and I remember a conversation I had um, as a child talking to my grandfather and my uh, uncle. We, I lived in Oklahoma at the time, and we lived on a, a farm and a ranch and stuff, and so... Um, 
you know, they were talking about how, you know, the world was going to end, you know, before I even was an adult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they they were talking about some of the revelations and, you know, scary things for a, a kid that was in fifth grade to hear. Um, but you hear the same thing a lot in some of the churches. And I just remember saying, um, well, why would God not help people that's never heard of Jesus? And I said, you know, told him I don't believe that God would be that unkind to people that didn't ever hear of Jesus or never spoke English. And um, I just remember having that um, kind of attitude when I was little. And I remember looking at the, uh, the wheel on my bicycle. And I use this analogy a lot now that the center of the, the bicycle wheel is God and all the spokes are many ways of getting there. And, you know, it's not always, I mean, if you're comfortable in religion, that's great. However, you know, and I'm not putting down anybody's religion or anything, but there's many different ways of going. And for me personally, I don't think that there's only one way to get there. I think the really one way is doing that connection um, through Jesus or through Creator or God, it, you know, everyone has a different name. Um, but the ultimate Creator of all that is, having some sort of connection and knowing that we all are connected um, and we're all His children. And just, but as I grew up and stuff, I didn't, you know, go to church regularly or anything, and I didn't talk to angels. I really liked angels. You know, I had angel pictures and little figurines around me. Um, and I actually, uh, when I had my experience, my near-death experience, um, I was, I sold essential oils. I belonged to a uh, a group that's on, uh, well-known and stuff, and I was a director, and I had a lot of people under me, and I just, I just dropped it. It was like it wasn't even important to me anymore. My what was important for me at that time was healing, and I knew that I had a greater calling. It was just that knowingness, and I really wasn't sure what it was. I just knew that, um, you know, I mean, I did read story. you know, I, I did read, like, Edgar Casey stories growing up and, um, you know, Doreen Virtue's books, so I, I did kind of, like, not experiment, but read a lot of different topics on spirituality. So I wasn't closed-minded. So when this experience happened to me and I heard on the outside of my ear, and I know there wasn't a male nurse next next to me and there wasn't a male nurse in in the room or a male doctor, um, I just knew that it wasn't me and it was so loud. And you know, having that instant um, feeling of everything was going to be okay and that I wasn't going to die right then and there was other things that I was going to do, even though I didn't know what it was, um, I soon found out, you know, after, um, let's see, that happened in August. And then by, before December, I had had an invitation to host the Archangels. And I thought, you know, that's, I'm kind of interested in that, so I inquired it, and that's where you take, invite the art five, uh, six of the archangels into your home, 
and you, you know, kind of just light a candle and an apple. You have an apple and a white flower, and there's three wishes, one for yourself and one for humanity and one for your family, or you can also do one for the earth. It was the, you know, I hesitated about whether I was going to do it or not because I didn't want to do something against God and make him mad by, because it kind of sounded like I was worshiping the the angels. And I really had a hard time accepting it. Um, and I kept hearing, you know, you should go host the Archangels. You should go host them. And so when I accepted the invitation, my life changed from there on. I started actually hearing um, I'd be woken up in the middle of the night and I would hear a male's voice and um, they would tell me that I was going to start a group called Hosting the Archangels. And I had never done that before. I thought, how am I going to start a group on Facebook of Hosting the Archangels when I've never ever done it and how can I do this? And I kept right. hearing it and over the period of two weeks um, I opened up um, a group called Hosting the Archangels and did my first hosting, um, the Archangels within that group. And that was my first experience. And um, I did, um, and and we have over, I think, uh, 3,400 people in the group now. Um, it's grown quite large. And uh, when I did welcome them into my home, it was a profound experience. I mean, I felt them when I, there's a little prayer that you say to, you know, welcome them in your home. And I could actually feel uh, almost like wind or energy going by me. I I didn't see anything, but I could feel the energies coming in as I called each of their names. And I talked to them out loud. You know, at first I thought my family would think I was crazy. And they're like, no, we know you're not crazy. Um, and they actually were really good sports about it, and they really got, you know, they could feel the difference. Everybody, we get along pretty well anyway, but it was a very uh, big, huge calmness that was in the house, Um, and even the animals, we had uh, two dogs and a cat, which would sometimes get in a little argument, Um, but they were even very kind to each other, and there was just a whole different feeling um, within the house, and um, while they were here, I had asked them to do um, to send different parts of my body uh, healing. You know that I was still um, having issues with, and my healing actually increased. It, things that um, I weren't, I wasn't able to do. I was able to do faster. Um, I started to be able to have more strength to walk on my own without having the cane. And the more that um, I told the angels thank you, um, the more help I got. And and I just always made it clear to God, I'm not worshiping them. I'm just telling them thank you for helping me and for helping everybody um, with their problems. And it's it's yeah. um, grown so big. <laughs> And so many people uh, do this um, this ritual all over the world. We have people, as you know, in uh, India and people who are in Ireland and uh, New Zealand, Canada. Um, I have a few people in Japan that have actually hosted. And after the five days are up, you you try to find someone else who would be willing to accept them in their home 
um, for the five days, and you just, you know, send them off to love. And then basically it's just to keep the energy going around from house to house. And um, I, I've seen so many changes in different people's lives, um, just welcoming them into uh, their home for a very short time. And it, there's no religion um, that I feel that it's going to uh, be against. And, you know, we don't press anybody to to have them in their home. It's, it's a, a decision a person has to make on their own whether they would like to have them or not. And we've had some and you wonderful posted them stories. Yes, and you've yes. hosted them before. I've hosted them several times, <laughs> and hey. every time it's been different. Every time's different. You know, it, it's not going to be, if you do it more than once, it's not going to be the exact same experience with them because, you know, you're going to be at a different place. I know that's been the case with me. It's like each time, the very first time I had them in my home, I was so excited. And, you know, my vibration was really high. As soon as I got there, it was like party time, you know, thank you all. And I was just so thrilled and excited. The next time I was going through something where I, I needed to release some things. So as soon as they walked in, they all flew in, whatever they do, they came through the door with their energy. Um, we sat down and, and had a talk, and I just started releasing and crying. So it, it depends on what you're going through emotionally, I think, as far as what that particular experience is going to be like for you for the time that they're with you. But it, it's a time of just really getting close to them and letting them help you in any way that, that you can be helped and that you want to be helped. But I, I know we've and it's true. I, I would have never that my life would have uh, turned out this way. You know, I mean, that was never on my long-term plan. Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's really changed my life and shifted it. This near-death experience really shifted um, the way that I looked at things, the way that um, what I thought was important really wasn't as, in, mm-hmm. as important. There was more priorities. And it's not like I've given up anything in my life. I've actually been rewarded um, with more opportunities, some doors closed, many doors opened. And mm-hmm. along the way, I've met some fabulous people and made some deep connections um, with yes. what I call my friends. <laughs> and mm-hmm. like you, you know, I love you so much, and you're like my family. And um, it's just I never would have dreamed that I would have met some of the people that I've met along the way, and I never would have guessed that in my future that I would be talking about angels and helping people along that path and being a times master and, you know, learning the time hills from you and uh, being certified to do this and teach others. And I I just, as a little girl, I would have never said that that's what was going to ever happen in my life. It's sometimes mm-hmm. uh, these experiences change you um you know, for the better, and sometimes people uh, can't handle it and don't know what, they, they have more questions than they do answers, but sometimes it just takes, right. like you said, doing a quiet time of uh, meditating, and I almost call it like a prayer for me, um, and if you've never done any type of meditation before, you just, you know, try to center yourself within your heart 
and just quiet the mind. And I will say it took me a long time to do this um, because I would just have all these things uh, floating through my mind, and I'm like, how am I supposed to my mind quiet when all of these things are coming into my mind? And I learned to just kind of let them come in and then just let them move on. And eventually you'll get into a quiet time, and you might only start with a few minutes, but you can gradually um, build that up over time. And if you have concerns or questions, you can maybe write them down, and when you meditate or just kind of go into yourself and be quiet, those those questions can be answered for you. And um, if they're not answered right away, sometimes... Um, you know, other things need to happen before those uh, questions can be um, taken care of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, when you talk about meditation, so many people think that it's just sitting there and, and trying to be quiet. But I teach uh, what's called mindfulness meditation, where you actually listen to what's going on around you. You know, you're sitting there in, in a, a quiet place, but you actually hear what's happening around you and tune into that and then let that start um, speaking to you, you know, letting using everything that's in your awareness to bring you to that point of hearing then the messages. Because the more you try to close things out, the more you're going to be aware of them anyway. So, <laughs> you know, it's like there's going to be, we can't go into a totally quiet place so there's going to be noises there's going to be voices in the background you know some you know somebody outside talking or cars going by or trains going by so don't focus so much on trying to shut all of that out but focus on bringing it into where you are where you are in this very moment this very now what's happening in your world right now you know and then from that you can tune in to, okay, what am I hearing then? Beyond that, what am I hearing? And so I think it's a a wonderful way of getting in touch with that spirit that's always there. It's always there. And that's what we're finding with people that are having these near-death experiences. And scientists are studying it, and, you know, some of them are really open to hearing what people are saying, especially when the, you know, people in all over the world, you know, that don't know each other and don't know about each other's experiences are describing the same thing that happens when we're at that point yeah. of make of just going or saying. You know, there's there's more than just me and Lisa Joe that have had these experiences. And there's people that have like I said, that have actually left their human body. They they saw their body laying there, you know, that they're just leaving behind, and and that's the point I was at when I had to say, no, stop, you know, I don't want to go right now. I I could see my body laying there. I could see the the bleeding that was happening out of the back of my head, and I was like, no, you know, no, I don't, it's not my time. I don't, and I think I even said out loud, I'm not, I'm not going to die like this. <laughs> yeah, that's so, that's what I said. I'm like, oh no, no, no. This is not how I I even remember telling my family because yeah. they were looking at me because I mean, they were just, the uh, uh, the ETs were just touching me and I was just screaming. I mean, I, I 
it was just very extremely painful, and they were. You, I could mm-hmm. see the the concern in their their eyes, and I was just like, "Don't worry, this is not how I die," because I was like, "Darn it, I'm not going to go this way." <laughs> and yeah. you know, and and then later, I you know, I had that same experience, but you know, it was a deeper type of uh, conversation. But yeah, it's it's that um, determination that you know either you've had enough. And just want to go, or no, I've not. I'm not done. This is not. I'm not done with what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Just like you were right. talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had. I had my agenda. <laughs> I got. I, I got things, an appointment. There were still things. Yeah, there were still things left on my agenda. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> the meeting's not over yet. <laughs> Doesn't say vacation time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, you know, um, I hope that you all have gotten something from this discussion tonight. This has been an amazing discussion, Lisa Joe, and I appreciate you sharing your story with us. And you sound a lot more comfortable sharing it this time. I, I've talked to you a few times about this because I know you, you went into my book, Changes, where you shared this with the readers, and you did share it over the air. And I appreciate that. But this time you sound a lot more um, confident, I guess is the word. And it, I it's know hard that. Because, yeah, it, it, not so much hard, but it's um, so emotional. And I think I've mm-hmm. separated, separated myself now from the emotion and then the experience. They're not tied together mm-hmm. anymore, you know. There's not that I was afraid and it was a scary thing, which is all true, but I can kind mm-hmm. of disconnect from part of it because without all that happening, I wouldn't be here and doing all this now. And, right. you know, like I said, never had any notions that it was going to go from what happened to me to where I am today, um, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here today without going through all that other stuff. So I've accepted it as part of me. Um, and it seems to be easier to tell. The more the more I speak about it, it, it becomes easier. And I know I'm helping mm-hmm. somebody. I don't know who, but I know I'm helping someone. Yeah, absolutely. I know that too. And, you know, that's why we keep doing what we're doing. And there's no coincidence that the people that are on the lines are hearing it. Um, if you're one of those people, then, you know, you're meant to be hearing this. And we do have callers that didn't raise their hand, so I'm really hoping and trusting that you received a blessing from this and that you received a message that was needed to be heard, as well as those that will hear it on the replay. You know, so thank you. Thank you to all of you who are here. And I want to reach out to our Maria, who's on the line with us, but she didn't raise her hand, and say, hello, Maria, and I love you. And Sending prayers up for Maria for tomorrow. Yes, yes. Healing so, prayers. Thank you for, for being here. Everything. Yeah, yes, I'm so absolutely. glad that she was able to tune in. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. So thank you, Lisa Joe. Any closing words that you want to say in this uh, minute that we have left? Um, well, I could plug my group. <laughs> Um, I have a group called any way, any way at all that they yeah any way they can get yeah in touch with you, you, you can um, contact me either 
through the group called Hosting the Archangels on the Facebook group. Um, you can um, also reach me at Healing Light with Lisa Joe on Facebook or Healing Light with Lisa Joe.com. Um, and I'm, I'm there, so if you have any questions, um, go ahead and you can approach me and I'll try to um, answer whatever type of questions you may have. And you can also find me on the angelspeakers.com uh, website that uh, Terry has up for um, her her um, corporation. Is that right? The, mm-hmm. Your company? Yes. yes. You're the founder of Angel like, Speakers. There we go. And you can also yes, find absolutely. me there. Wonderful. Thank you, Lisa Joe, and, and I encourage you, if you liked what you heard tonight and you want to talk to Lisa Joe further, then get in touch with her. She's a beautiful, beautiful soul, and she does so much to reach out and to help others. And as we said earlier, she is a Time Heals Master Trainer, so if you're interested in that modality, get in touch with her for sure and find out what, uh, what Lisa Joe is all about. I love you, my friend, and I love all I of love you, you too, who are listening and all of you who will listen. Thank you for tuning in to Angel Speakers, and I'll be back on tomorrow night with Jason Watts. You don't want to miss that show. Jason is amazing, and we're going to have some good discussion about the, the uh, Violet Flame tomorrow night. So thank you yes, again. Yes, I love Jason. Oh, yes, we do. We love Jason. And he, he likes to brag that he is the only male time heals facilitator. So we're going to have to do something about that. I agree. <laughs> we're to find some males to join him. <laughs> um, but tune in tomorrow night. It'll be a fun show. We guarantee it. Good night, everybody. Have a blessed night. Good Enjoy night. that full moon out there. I'm going to go out and look at it for a few minutes. Thank you all. Good night. Good night. Good night, Lisa Joe. I love you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.